So, I'm glad you. I'm glad you pressed record before you did that big yawn. Yeah. So while you have a sip of tea and try and wake yourself up, there's yeah. uh, two things on the back of our episode with Molly that oh. I just want to go through. Okay. So do you remember the conversation that we had with her around, uh, which is not particularly vegan, but around chicken fried steak? Okay. And neither of us had ever heard of chicken fried steak. And you nope. very correctly asked her, what the heck is chicken fried steak? <laughs> and she told us it was uh, basically like a chicken fillet that is deep fried and for some reason called chicken fried steak. So I'm assuming that that's what we would call a chicken scallop. Okay, yes. As it turns out, that's actually not what a chicken fried steak is. <laughs> okay. So within, I think, within 24 hours of the end of us recording the pod, she sent a message with a screenshot of a description of chicken fried steak from Wikipedia. And seems bizarre to be correcting this on a vegan podcast but anyway chicken fried <laughs> steak is known as country fried steak or cfs is an american breaded cutlet dish consisting of a piece of beef steak coated with seasoned flour and either deep fried or pan fried so from the description and from the picture it looks like a bit of kfc but instead it be, instead of it being chicken it's beef Okay. And uh, it's sometimes associated with the southern cuisine of the United States. Now, this was part of our, I think, uh, discussion on Cracker Barrel, wasn't it? The uh, the restaurant chain. Now, the yeah. picture that she's, the picture that's on this um, screenshot that she sent me has got this white sort of liquid on it. And I said to her, "What the hell is that white stuff?" Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And she said, "It's it's white gravy." Yes. Which apparently the USA is so racist, even the gravy has to be white. <laughs> don't know what the situation is there. <laughs> but uh, there we go. And she sent me a link to a New York Post article from the summer, which uh, went through Cracker Barrel being accused of going woke by pushing the plant-based sausage. Brilliant. And uh, it's basically, you know, a lot of so-called news articles now is basically one paragraph of a new of news yeah and then the rest of the article is just quotes people have taken from twitter yeah and that's what passes as news these days apparently yeah but so many of the the comments on this article were absolutely hilarious and my absolute favorite described people who eat this uh, plant-based sausage which in america of course is round like a burger but that's what sausage right, is okay. about. Uh, loads of them are like i just lost respect for this great company um, <laughs> all that sort of thing but the absolute best one was <laughs> are you ready for this thanks cracker barrel now my family won't be able to dine there because the troves of hippie stone of vegetarian lib cucks will now be invading my favorite chain restaurant and pushing their immoral commie lifestyle on me and my children <laughs> oh, so i wow. think i'm gonna get a t-shirt with hippie stone of vegetarian lib cuck on it and um just wear that around just to annoy people. <laughs> I think Fancy I think, getting so angry about a bit of sausage. <laughs> I think someone's got some issues. 
And they call us snowflakes. <laughs> I know. This is the best thing. They call us snowflakes for not wanting to uh, take part in the ritual slaughter of animals, billions of animals every year. And yet they're the ones <laughs> not boycotting an entire restaurant chain because they do one product. <laughs> I love I that there's, there's that thing, isn't there, of, God, that's it. I can never eat here again because you've, yeah. got, a, because you've got a vegan option. Fuck off. Because yeah, you've got <laughs> one vegan thing. Oh, man, I love it's so funny. Anyway, so that's where we're at with that. Yeah. Great uh, laugh. Yeah, great so laugh. That, that gave me a right chuckle. God uh, bless him. The other day. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, uh, this episode isn't going to be released before Halloween, but I've just listened to the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast. Okay. Their latest episode is all about vegan candy. Uh, all the options for vegan sweets uh, or it's an American podcast right. so they call it candy but uh, all the options for vegan candy um, that you could do and uh, possible what I really enjoyed was possible uh, vegan heroes you could go dressed as for Halloween which okay. um, got me got me thinking I think one of the best suggestions was Earthling Ed but with my lack of hair that would be completely impossible yeah now you see I've got this thing and I'm not, as it's just the intro I'm going to put this in there that um, I've had, I have a problem with Halloween that yep. it doesn't matter what you're dressing up as it's it's the best time for fancy dress ever however it's Halloween it should be scary yes yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. you can't just dress up for a laugh and just no. go well, well, you've got... Got... the scariest thing is a dairy farmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, or woke hippie vegan, woke hippie vegan lip cuck, whatever it was. Yeah, but I just don't, I, don't, stoner. I yeah. don't, I don't understand why, why people just use, use it as a, a, fan, a reason to fancy dress, but fancy dress scary because that's yes. the point of Halloween. Just saying it's, yeah. I'm just going to dress up. Oh, okay, do that any time of year. Yeah, exactly. Do that whenever you like. Make, make it dress up as your favorite superhero, dress up as Earthling Ed. Dress up as Joey Garthrong. I don't care. But dress up scary. Scary Earthling Ed. Blood coming, <laughs> blood coming out of his eyes and all that sort of shit. Yeah, magic. Oh, uh, is there any news? I haven't really been following um, it. I have, I've tried to sort of stay out of the news because it's too depressing at the minute. Well, there but is that. I've literally... Just had a notification on my phone that the UK government, or this week's UK government... Yeah, might change next week. ...has reinstated the fracking ban. Right. Hands up. So from a... He gone. What's that mean? Oh, God. Right, so this is going to be wrong. <laughs> but my understanding of it is that basically underneath the UK, well, I think possibly all around the world, but certainly underneath the UK, it's currently believed that there are um, stores of shale gas, right. which is which can be used as a gas to power power stations, etc. And then basically you have to drill down. The way of extracting it is basically to pump water at a really high pressure into the rock that encases the shale gas which then um fractures the rock 
hence fracking, okay. and then the gas and then the gas comes out. But a lot of trials and uh, where gas the shale gas has been extracted in other countries has resulted in earthquakes and various other um, oh, okay right issues issues so it's not seen as particularly safe mm -hmm. and it's uh, it was tried here and I'm uh, just having a look at this it was tried here in Lancashire but was halted in 2019 after concerns about earth tremors okay now if it's out in the countryside that's not great but if it's near a built built up environment obviously that that's got quite some major implications if the earth suddenly starts trembling in a country yeah. like ours which isn't used to having earthquakes our houses aren't built to withstand no earthquakes no because we generally don't get earthquakes so to do it on purpose seems a bit nuts it's pretty amazing that science has got that far ahead that we can actually make an earthquake happen. <laughs> it's like similar science fiction, isn't it? It is. You can imagine Dr. Evil there at the um, yeah. his lair, like, ah, yeah. I'm going to cause an earthquake and you have to give me one billion dollars. <laughs> oh, man. Dr. Evil it was pretty good. I mean, you sort of look a little bit like him. <laughs> I haven't got the big scar down my face. I haven't got the big scar or the or the. Actually, or you could you could use Millie. So, yes, that's. I think probably that's the only. That would be the easiest. Doctor the yeah, yeah. The easiest Halloween costume for me, wouldn't it? Just it to would. paint a scar on down my face. Yeah, and that's it. I'm there. You sent me this TikTok. Tickety tock, bell. I did. Social so, pressure. So we're talking. Yes. Um, the only thing is that the only thing that will make anything change is social pressure. Yes. So to give it a very bad summary, basically, we're doing. Uh, we're showing. We're uh, showing. We're showing how uneducated <clears throat> and um, uninformed we are. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We're on the internet, so people will still take it as fact yes so our opinions our opinions are as good as facts and there may be alternative facts to anybody else's but they're still facts <laughs> so, everyone's opinion counts but you're wrong yeah 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 except for ours ours is the only one that's correct <laughs> so basically it was part of a ted talk and i can't remember the name of the tiktok account uh, maybe you could assist with that was I'm, I'm just on that now it was uh, oh my god! Behavioural guide. Okay, doke. So basically, it wasn't around veganism, but it was around cutting energy use. But I still yes. felt like it had a link to veganism because there was a study done, and the researchers basically tried four different ways of getting people to reduce their energy use, and this was specifically aimed at air conditioning. So. They asked a quarter of people to stop because it's bad for the environment. They asked a quarter of people to stop because it would mean that they saved uh, on their energy bill. They asked a quarter of people to stop because I can't remember what the third thing was. Um, and then the fourth thing, and, and none of the th first three worked. 
no nobody right. did it for okay. the first three and then the last one that got the most people to react was they said to people your neighbors have stopped using their air conditioning maybe you should do that too so it wasn't and it, and that wasn't even true but that's what they told people so that then people wanted to do what their neighbors were doing yeah rather than just doing it for themselves or doing it you know for the for the planet because people feel like uh, i think probably a lot of people feel like well what difference is it going to make if i just keep using mm. my air conditioning for example yeah the three things so, it, the three things were save money save the planet or be a good citizen okay there we go be a good citizen okay so people didn't respond to any of those three things and it was it was only basically keeping up with their neighbors that got them to make any changes and i felt like it, that just sort of struck a chord with me with regards mm. to veganism that that's how we're going to win by make being loud yeah. and showing that we are the ones who aren't eating meat and surviving it doesn't matter about whether it's good for the planet or whether mm. it's good for you or if it saves you money it's actually everybody else is doing it so you should be doing it too yeah yeah, so it's peer pressure, isn't it? All your all your mates are doing yeah. it, or or I'd better get it's the sh that sheep yeah. mentality, which sometimes is a good thing and sometimes isn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and remember when we had Trudy on, and she said that uh, something which I didn't really twig at the time, but she said vegans are generally the ones who choose the restaurant. If you're going out as, for for food as a group, mm. and there's one or two vegans then the vegans are generally the ones who choose because they want to go somewhere where they can actually eat. Yeah. So then if you're going to a restaurant that has vegan options or is majority vegan and maybe one or two um, dead animal dishes, then that's the kind of peer pressure, hopefully, then that will kind of push people uh, yeah. towards trying some of our food and then thinking, oh, actually, yeah, do you know what? I could do that a bit more. Yeah. And it's it's still I, I I mean I don't go out that much, but I know Michelle used to say it a lot. Michelle used to say it a lot and I've I've heard it when I have been out that people will go, Oh, what you've got looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. It is. <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's not much different to yours, but I haven't nope. I haven't paid for killing anything. Nope. But God exactly. bless them. God bless them. You're saying about um, sheep there and that social peer pressure mentality. Mm. I saw a thing the other day. So it's on a bit of a tangent, this, but about how something's said in the news. For example, you've got to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. There's people out there that won't wouldn't wear a mask during COVID, just yeah. because they they didn't want to go. They didn't want to be ordered. They didn't want to be ordered to do it. <clears throat> yeah. And by doing that, they are still being a sheep to the people that don't want to wear a mask. What you need to do, and I've been I've tried to live by this for about the past three or four years, and it's very, very hard. But if you can go out of your way to find out as much information on that said subject as you can and have a justifiable argument for the reason you do something, 
then you have an informed opinion as to the reason you do it. And as soon as you have an informed opinion, you're doing the right thing. Just to say, I'm wearing a mask because we've been told we've got to, or I'm not wearing a mask because I don't see why I should. If you say, actually, the science says that if I wear a mask, I'm less likely to contract it or pass it on, and various other things, that's your informed opinion. But just yes. to go, and whatever, that's not, yeah. that's, not, that's not making a decision. No. And I think the danger with that is that people will get their decision or inf- make their informed decision from from the echo chamber of social media. Yeah. So the way especially Facebook works is that if you like something in a particular subject, it then mm-hmm. bombards you with things from the same subject. So you only yeah. ever get the same opinions. So yeah. you might look at different pages on Facebook, but they're all saying the same thing. So you may think, oh, yeah, OK, well, I've researched it because I've looked at 10 different pages. Yeah, that's but right. They're all they're all coming from the same angle. So yeah, that isn't an informed opinion. You need to you, cast your net wide. Yeah, you, and that's 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 up to the individual. That's why I said it's difficult to do it. And although I said I try and live by it, it I mean it's flipping hard, you know. Mm. And I don't I don't get it right any any amount of time. But I, I'd, I'd like to think I try to. I won't get into an argument with someone unless I have enough background on it. Yes, you know that's why that's why the vegan the vegan argument is so difficult because it's like you like I can't argue I can't put an argument to you right at the beginning of me being vegan because I don't know the facts no. I just know what I needed to know to to make that decision Yourself. in the first place. Yeah, our guest you is know. ready. Our guest is ready. Oh my god! First of all, I want to make sure I pronounce your name right because. I would say Aldis, but I've, I think I've heard it three different ways in three different podcasts and things where I've heard people say your name. So <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get it wrong. No worries. It's um, the Icelandic way would be Aldis. Okay. Yeah, but all know. this is fine. I, you know, I don't mind. And then my middle name is Alma, which basically I think everyone in the world can pronounce. And yep. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> So uh, my uh, Icelandic pronunciation of anything is absolutely diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> I can't even say. I can't even say Not diabolical. Icelandic one, eh? Despite the fact that I've watched um, nearly all the Icelandic dramas that are available on various um, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, TV streaming services. Wow. Yes, yeah, yeah. So basically, I was saying to this. I was saying this to Wes uh, last week. So I watched. The Valhalla Murders on Netflix. Hmm. And then very shortly after, we watched Kapler as well. Right. Okay. And generally what I do, if I'm if I'm enjoying a TV series, I'll start stalking the people who are in it on Instagram or wherever to see basically what are they going to be in next or is there going to be another series of this program that I've just enjoyed? Yeah, or if they're and... actual assholes and just good on the series. <laughs> That as well. <laughs> so uh, obviously then I found your Instagram profile and it said vegan food. And I was like, oh, that's even better. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that's better than just being in a program that I like. So having watched but those and <laughs> so having watched those series and also uh, Trapped and the recent 
spin-off of Trapped. The only Icelandic word I've got is tack. That's it. Well, you know, that'll get you pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean then? Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, tack, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's as common to every single Scandinavian. Well, not that we're in, we're not Scandinavian, but every single Scandinavian kind of language, we always say "tak" with just different "tak," "tak," "tak." Right, <laughs> all the same, basically. Excellent. Cool. Okay, so that's my um, that's basically how I. I don't want to say discovered you. That sounds weird, but how I first realized that you were. Uh, sort of in, into the vegan uh, world so that's where we are so I'm going to do a proper intro now anyway all right um, and I try not to say your name wrong <laughs> don't worry I don't think you can the way you said it the first well, time was fine it was it was okay. better than most oh wow okay uh, pressure's on to try and do it again now okay so our guest today an actress who has appeared in the Netflix series the Valhalla Murders and Catler and she is about to be playing the lead role in a brand new series on Alibi called Black Sands, which she also co-wrote. She's the first person of colour to play the lead in a TV series in Iceland and the first person of colour to co-write a television series in Iceland. We are very pleased to welcome Aldis Amma Hamilton. Thank you. And you did a great job with my name. Thank you. Excellent. I'm going to leave that in then. I don't need to edit it and try and re-record yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it. You earned it. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell us about Black Sands, because that's due to be on British TV this month, uh, this month being November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first, thank you for having me and reaching out. I think it's great. Um, great to speak with fellow vegans. <laughs> um, about Black Sands, what to say, what to say. It is a um, TV show about a police detective named Anita who is, turns out to be my age and looks just <laughs> like me, <laughs> played by me. That's uh, it's quite handy. It's also what happens, I guess, when you write your own stuff and make your own, make yourself the lead. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we started writing in 2018 and then the ball just started rolling very quickly. I, I Apparently this is not normal. I'm still quite young, I think, in this industry. So um, this has been an amazing ride. And um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, what, what do you want to know about Black Sand? <laughs> I'm not going to give you any spoilers. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. We, uh, we want to watch it. So it's uh, basically a, a police detective. And it's not based in Reykjavik, I think I read earlier. It's, yeah. No. Uh, in, a, in a fishing town. Yeah. Um, it is. Kind of, actually, we want people to think of it more as a drama rather than a police kind of um sure. whodunit or crime series um but you know there is a crime in it and there is a little whodunit i guess it is based in beak which incidentally is the similar it's the same place we shot katla oh wow <laughs> yeah it's a very picturesque place in iceland and it was quite funny um i think i can i guess i, I can say this story now but when we were writing Black Sands, we already knew like this is this is where we're gonna be because it's called Black Sands. We need to be somewhere where there's a black sand beach. And that is kind of it's black sands are it's an area in Iceland called Reynisfjara. And that area has like a completely pitch black, well not pitch black, but like black sand beaches. And it's something that is quite, I think, I think it's quite rare. I think it's uh volcanic 
And then when I was doing the reading for Katla, we start and they go, so situated in Vik, Iceland. And I just go, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing the same thing again in a few years. Um, but it's a very different show. So even if there are similar, you know, locations, I guess, we also took note, like, because obviously I knew what Katla was going to be like. So we were shooting Katla when we were, no, we were shooting Black Sands when Katla debuted. Um, we'd already kind of made, we already made sure to speak with the production team on Katla. Like, where will you be located? What is the situation there? So we will not be imitating and we actually had to move some things around because we literally had the same houses sometimes oh wow so we were shooting it yeah so it all turned out really well in the end and i guess um Reynisfjallandvik is getting the spotlight it deserves that's amazing so uh black sands is coming to alibi which is on the sky and the virgin tv i'm pretty sure you know um, more than i do Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, I was having a look earlier on. I couldn't find an actual air date, but all it would say is that it's going to be shown in November. Yeah. So that have was to, we'll have to I keep know. our eyes. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled. Yeah. I mean, I heard about this through Instagram. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way it goes now. It's just, you know, it's 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 left its nest and I'm just here to kind of see where it lands and then every now and then someone will tag me on Instagram and I'll be like, oh, so it's in Jakarta okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I did a Google search just for Black Sands and I think uh, it came up, it's going to be on in Australia as well. It's already aired in Australia. Oh, has it? Oh, wow. Yes. And I think they've even fin even finished in Canada. So it it's just airing randomly all over the world, which is also very funny. Just, you know. Yeah. The way these things work now that I'm kind of you know a little more behind the scenes that I that I've been before, it's just it's so interesting that you know, TV series will continue to be premiering basically, like for a whole year in different places in in different wow. um, places in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something I just never realized because with movies it's more like you know world premiere or like mm. a huge tv series obviously with yeah. game of thrones and stuff because otherwise everyone would just download it um <clears throat> illegally but <laughs> you know we're small and we're we're new so i guess you know we're, they're still selling it and then when they finish the contracts that's when they can show it and that those things happen at, at different times you know so it's it's quite funny I have no idea when it's going to be aired anywhere in the world. I just know where it's going to be aired at some point. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> really and, interesting. Uh, yeah. And is that, is it going to be like a, a recurring series? Is there going to be season two or is it a one-off? Without there being any... <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, you'll see. You'll watch the series and then I guess oh, you'll okay. make an idea. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> tantalizing okay <laughs> so uh, before we get on to our sort of normal questions i've got one more thing that i just wanted to ask about because uh, you re recently posted uh, part of a speech that you gave at the Reykjavik international film festival mm -hmm. and you talked um fortunately for me in english about having <laughs> spent some time watching young black girls seeing uh, videos oh, of I... young black girls seeing the trailer for the uh, new live action version of the little mermaid Yes. Um, where, if anybody doesn't know, it's got basically a, a black actress 
playing Ariel. Um, and if you haven't heard the um, snowflakes kicking off about that, then you must have been living under a rock. <laughs> yeah, with the hashtag not my aerial going off for, oh gosh uh, oh for, gosh for days and weeks so it's crazy it's like absolutely not the president but now with disney it's it's the weirdest thing <laughs> but yeah i'm sorry of all <laughs> the things of all the things to get annoyed about but anyway so uh, even as a middle-aged white man i felt really moved about seeing some of those uh some of those videos of those young young girls especially uh, mm-hmm. and in your speech you mentioned how powerful it was for you to see these girls being represented on the screen. Yeah. Um, so, but that made me wonder who was your equivalent when you were growing up? Who who was your representation? Wow. <laughs> um, I guess that is kind of the problem, isn't it? There weren't yeah. that many um, role models to look, uh, look towards. And especially, I guess, in Iceland, you know, back when I was young, we didn't necessarily get all the... Um, all the movies that people got for example in the states and such so it was more selective mm-hmm. um and we didn't have like there were some tv channels where you had to pay for it so you could watch movies and you know the free stuff was basically just whatever was made in scandinavia so you know for me looking back i can't really think of a colored actress or like I want to say actress because I just I I was never able to look at men and think like oh that's my role model um, probably just because I always considered myself a woman but I you know I saw movies with Denzel Washington and I was like I, I was a big fan of his when I was young but I, I it's hard for me I guess Halle um, Halle Berry most likely I can't remember even what movie it was that I saw her in and was like oh she's she's someone that kind of looks like me in a way, you know, if when she's very pale and I'm very tan, we kind of look the same. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I guess that's the only actress like right now on the spot that I can think of. But that being said, I didn't want to be an actor when I was a kid. So I wasn't really looking oh. towards acting. Um, I guess in terms of role models, um, Beyonce, because I really wanted to be a singer. And a dancer. Oh, that's the passion, yeah. is it? Is it your yeah. singing and dancing? You didn't write a musical number into Black Sands? Not yet. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I spoiled something now. <laughs> I knew I'd get it out of you in the end. <laughs> oh, my. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Take that as you will. Okay. Um, You'll have to do like they did in, um, I, I don't know if you're aware of the series uh, Shit's Creek. Um, oh, where they I wrote in Shit's Creek. Yes, big fan, big fan in this house. So where they wrote in the um uh, what was the musical they wrote in? Oh my god, Cabaret. They wrote in uh, rehearsals and, and uh, Oh right, I remember that I had... remember that episode. <laughs> they basically oh, yeah, had actually... Stevie Singh Cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. And they do you'll it. Have, I mean, you'll have to do that. They did it on Grey's Anatomy too, right? Where they did just like a whole episode that was just musicals and it was really weird oh. and but, but yeah um okay. also we'll see we'll see i mean it is definitely <laughs> that kind of show with it being like a dramatic scandinoir thriller yeah i don't think that would fit would it yeah perfect fit <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh that's hilarious so okay should we Go should on, we guys. move on to that the uh, the, the, the big topic of uh, what is your vegan story what made you go vegan what what changed for you Right. Um, 
I became fully vegan in 2020 because it was easy and I'm not going to lie. Um, I tried being vegan in 2014 and I don't know if you guys, you guys probably have veganuary, which is like vegan January. Yes. Yeah. I think that's one of the worst ideas ever because I think most people who are making like a huge life change are people kind of, you know, young people and many of them drink alcohol and it was very hard being extremely hungover on the 1st of January and then taking out everything that I loved eating and kind of like <laughs> <laughs> changing my diet so drastically that I I fell, if you will, I around 8 p.m. on the 1st of January where I just fell hard into a box full of Ferrero Rocher, Rocher or whatever you oh, call yeah, yeah, chocolates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also had an egg and cheese. Um, so on the 2nd of January, I was... I was a bit, uh, felt a little bit better. So I did veganery in 2014. And I have to say, I hated every single minute of it then. I guess okay. also, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't, well, I don't know if it, what, it was, what it was like in the UK, but here, veganism didn't really take off until maybe just like four years ago, maybe. So we didn't have any proper cheese substitutes. We didn't like, oomph had just barely made its like entry. And I said this debutante ball had just happened. <laughs> so, you know, it was just like oomph and that awful, I'm sorry, but the Daya cheese, for me, it tasted Ooh, awful. Yeah, well, probably not. And I don't know if it even exists anymore. But I just remember <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, this is poison. <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing is, like, I want people to know about these things because it's some people make it sound like it's so easy to become vegan and it just is not for everyone. And it was not easy for me. So after that, I went back to being a vegetarian, which I was at the time. And I actually started I'm not I'm not proud of this, but it was kind of a moment where I was very conflicted with in terms of like food waste and the environment and being a vegetarian and whatnot, but I was a flight attendant and we would throw out like this, these like buckets, no, not buckets, like, I don't know what you call like trays, not even trays, just like huge things where you could put food on, just like you would throw out so much food on every single flight. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you have to, because you know, you, you, you just have uh, to yeah. estimate how many people are gonna eat. You're not gonna get mm -hmm. service board and whatever's, when you land in another country, you're obliged to destroy that food. No one else can have it. So it, yeah, and also, I mean, the food has already been heated, so you can't really sell it. So I would start, I started eating uh, a little bit of meat and fish again, which made me always, it made me feel bad, but at the same time, I felt worse throwing it out. So 2020 rolls around and no one's flying. I lose my job and all of a sudden I just realized, oh, wow, I'm vegan. I just... I stopped. I had I had kind of by accident stopped buying anything that wasn't vegan, and then when I stopped flying and I stopped eating like on at work, I just realized, wow, I kind of became vegan, and I've been vegan ever since. And I do it for the animals. Um, you know, the environment is just a great addict uh, addition to that. Yeah, I don't do it for my health. Um, you know, I don't eat like super or like raw or organic or stuff like that i think that's for some people that might even be dangerous territory i just try to eat what makes me feel good about myself as a person like if i can look at myself in the mirror 
I'm okay. That's good. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, the next question that we normally ask is what's been the biggest struggle, but I feel like you've kind of covered that because <laughs> yeah. the, the, the struggle was um, when you were, you know, working on um, uh, for the airline, Rav, and, and there was, I, I really get that point as well about throwing it away because yeah. it does feel like a waste. It's, you're not buying it. Exactly. It's, it's already there. It's, yeah. And we are not allowed to take that food and give it to anyone neither no. it is illegal <laughs> to do so so it is quite tricky it is very tricky you know we mm. would i would try to just like like ask the passengers like don't you want another meal and they said no <laughs> <laughs> i've already had five <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh you you said it was in 2020 was that um sort of around the obviously 2020 was the great lost year wasn't it was that uh, around lockdown then that, that that sort of linked in with yeah, my last flight was in, I think it was March. Maybe I had one flight in March in 2020. And it was actually perfect for me because we just started shooting Katla and I thought I would have been able to kind of mix these two together. I think I can say now, <laughs> looking back, never would have happened. It would have been a disaster. So yeah, after I stopped flying, I Katla was the first project that I did where I said like, I am fully vegan, so I will not have any of these things. And it went beautifully. It was no issues at all. Oh wow. So yeah. um like as in like catering on set and everything, they they catered for you and everything. Yeah. To your... And to be fair, we had probably like the best chefs in Iceland. It was like an amazing, <laughs> it was a really great project. Brilliant. And and um they were so like they were so innovative. They always wanted to do, do you know, try new meals and and oh, they just nice. did the most amazing vegan meals. And very often people who weren't vegan were actually going for the vegan meal. So I would have to like run and get get my trip <laughs> before it was finished. And I feel like that is very often the case now. So I sometimes I've had to like put my foot down and be like, you need to reserve one for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing, isn't there, about, um, about the film industry when they say um, no animals are harmed in the making of this film. But actually they've spoken to the catering department exactly uh, right? uh, oh my that is such a good point that is then it's always a lie yes yeah you always get that the humane like normally american humane side society is verified yeah that's a great point wes that I is a great that's, that. an, that's an amazing point actually this yeah. is well done. Yeah. Really? no i would love to be on a set where they just went on the set it was a fully vegan set and uh, that would be amazing but i know there would be people that would complain quite a bit yeah bless them yeah bless yes. them but we are getting there we're getting there definitely so what did your friends and family think about you changing your way of life i nearly said diet then that's wrong yeah right <laughs> um they thought it was very natural it wasn't a big issue because i mean I'd been very vocal about my love for animals for the, like forever. And I'd also, you know, been a vegetarian before my, and that was kind of because of my mom, because she stopped eating um, pigs. What, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I guess just pig meat. Mm -hmm. yeah, bacon, bacon pork. gammon. Pork. pork, yeah, she stopped eating pork. And then we stopped eating chicken. So this was all her doing in the beginning. That's kind of how, you know, uh, my awareness was raised and then I just took it a little further but 
you know, they're all very vegan friendly and all of my sisters are vegetarians actually. And one of them is also vegan. My parents eat very little meat. So it was, it, you know, it wasn't an issue. And, and um, my, one of my closest friends has been vegan for like eight years now or nine years maybe Ooh. for the longest time. And <laughs> other friends have been vegetarians. Like we're all very kind of, some of them are kind of fluid about it, but yeah, no, it wasn't an issue at all. That's good. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how did things change for you then, um, physically or mentally once you'd gone uh, once you'd gone vegan? Nothing mentally for me. I, I I envy those people who go like, I went vegan and all my problems just disappeared because none of that happened. <laughs> yeah. I still have all of my issues, yeah. whatever they are. Um, but for me it was definitely it was definitely just mental mentally mentally my kind of you know attitude changed towards myself and I just became content it was just such an it was such an after I became vegan just felt so obvious for me to do it because it was something that I I had been having a hard time with facing myself knowing I wasn't living you know my truth and you know my values I wasn't honoring my values I had these values that I'm an animal lover and I do not want to cause harm in this world if I can, you know, I want to do as little as I can, no, as much as I can to not cause harm. And here I was, you know, not doing that. Mm. So afterwards, I think it was just like, yeah, mostly a mental shift and coming into like accepting myself and being kind of proud of myself more. Is that me now? Yeah. Sorry, I'm being really stupid. We take it in. We take it in terms of asking <laughs> questions, but we often forget who's asked the previous question. <laughs> no worries. I mean, I'm I'm stopping myself because I would like to ask you questions, but then I'm thinking, well, oh, okay, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, people ask vegans all these stupid questions. We all know that. Um, we so we always put this in there for a bit of a giggle. So, where do you get your protein from, and oh, other yeah. nutrients that we we apparently lack in? Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at look at us all withering away. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I actually eat a lot of protein. My boyfriend is also vegan, and he's you know before before we got together, he was very like into eating eggs, and he was very kind of um, he works out quite a lot. So when he became vegan, we needed to figure out a way for him to kind of get his protein intake. So we spend quite a lot of time researching stuff. And right now we do use meat substitutes quite a lot. I have no quarrels about it. I think they're great. I love um, seitan. I think it tastes amazing. And I mean, I eat tofu every single day. Like right before our chat here, I was like stuffing my face. I have a tofu <laughs> scramble um, that I make almost every single day. So I guess that's where I get most of my and and, and um, protein powders. They're amazing. Everyone uses them. I don't know why people use like, I, I mean, if people don't mind, then I don't understand why people use non-vegan protein powders. I just don't understand because a bunch of people just buy whatever's at the store. Just like go for the vegan one. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, yeah, it's not nutrients. like it's rare. Vegetables, 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 vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> quite easy isn't it it's simple it's simple okay it's just food right it's just <laughs> that's food that's it it's uh it's it's amazingly simple it really is. isn't it it's, it is it's, it's nuts 
Um, okay, so what's the best thing about being vegan? Yeah, it is definitely, I mean, aside from what I said earlier, just being able to wake up every day and know that I'm living, you know, according to my values, it's also the society, you know, you meet people everywhere and it's just one or two vegans and you immediately have a friend in any scenario. And it's also, you know, even if people aren't vegan, they still like want to discuss it because they'll be like, I'm so interested in like, I've been meaning to do it. And how do you do this and that? It's just like, a, it's a great icebreaker. It's a great place to meet people. It's, it's like having a dog. When I got a dog, I just realized that now I am a part of a sub community within my community. So now we all say hi, you know, people who have dogs are always friends in the street, right? It's the same yeah. with vegans. We just don't, you know, you can't see it as obviously as a physical dog, but I think it's just yeah the community it's amazing and yeah maybe we should walk around with like flags instead of a dog on a lead just have a little flag yeah or a hat yeah just uh, Rick, just Ricky Gervais said once didn't he said when people people have got a dog that's not your dog it's everyone's dog that's the thing it's, it's like <laughs> yes. dogs pregnancy and veganism right <laughs> yes yes that's it oh, that's amazing like that. um so you've already mentioned umps and you did what? mention you sorry. mentioned you mentioned um as um, a product yeah, um, um. Um, yeah. and, and a couple of others earlier on but what's your favorite vegan product at the moment oh my god i was just thinking about it two things i need everyone to know that the chicken chicken oh is we've had that one before yes incredible you had it you've tried it i, I haven't, haven't tried it but uh one of our other guests has uh, told us about chicken yes Yes, it is incredible. The um, butter chicken chicken just blows my mind. And it blows everyone's mind. The, the way we heard about it was that my um, my boyfriend's mother, who, she's not vegan, but she bought it thinking it was chicken. She cooked it. And then they looked afterwards and were like, this was an amazing chicken. Oh, wait. <laughs> so I'm like, it's that good? Wow. wow. Good. Yes. That's um, amazing. And because we were talking about oomph, I actually just, I started hating oomph because that was the only thing you could buy here in Iceland. But we gave it another shot the other day. And now they have like, this is probably old news, but the oomph kebab, which is like. Yeah. Said, yeah. Made oh, with pay, made with amazing. Pay, pay something of the love. Yeah. So good. And even the, also the spicy oomph um, bits, they're great for like, you know, kids for kind of pasta with, vegan creamy sauce and that stuff it's like yeah it's great so these things yes oh i love them it's uh that kebab stuff is just amazing yeah um and we're not getting paid to say that um you know no, I mean, me neither. <laughs> i'm not saying i'm not saying we wouldn't take the money just saying yeah, we're exactly. not paid for it. or just a box a box just sent a box, to us yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice i mean i go through them quite quickly <laughs> yes Oh dear. so what advice would you give to anyone who's thinking about going vegan yeah i would say um going cold turkey is only for the like i, I don't want to curse but like it's for the crazy ones and like it's amazing if people can oh you did so you you're did it. the crazy ones all right so <laughs> we do one out of three can do cold turkey <laughs> but cold i vegan say turkey cold vegan yeah cold yeah. Tofu turkey. um <laughs> But I would say, honestly, start by doing a little research and kind of gradually move into it and figure out what, like, that's what I tell people, like, figure out what your values are, because this is going to affect so many aspects of your life. So you kind of need to, you know, it needs to be something that you really hold valuable. 
And it's so easy, I think, for people to say like, oh yeah, I love animals. I'm an animal friend. But you kind of need to take that thought further. Like, like what does that mean to you? Does it mean not causing yeah. harm to animals? Or does it just mean the animals in your, like, your near environment? Does it only mean pets? What mm -hmm. is it? So I think you kind of need to start with your own values and move from there. And there you'll find your truth. And once you know your truth, it's easy. Then it becomes easy. Because you just you you won't be able to you know look at you know a dish of cheese or a steak the same way. Hundred percent, absolutely. And you mentioned before about how like uh, you said that like uh, vegan food's only really been available in in Iceland over the past about four years. And yeah, for for us, it's uh, we've we've only been vegan four and a half years about yeah. Wes. So. Yeah, and within that time, the difference in availability is just enormous. Yeah. From when we first went vegan until now, it's just gone through the roof. It's just incredible. And it makes it so easy. If what you're focusing on is your diet, there's really no excuse. Seriously. And I do have to give a shout out to the vegan store in Iceland, because apparently it is the biggest vegan store I want to say worldwide, but at least in Europe, wow. which, yeah, which is incredible. At least like biggest in terms of variety, they have everything there. So, you know, now vegans can just go to one store and they can just get all of their groceries. And they have really like, they have everything from like high quality, organic da, 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 stuff. And also, you know, more, um, I don't want to say cheaper, but just like more financially kind of, um, things for so everyone can buy whatever they need and i think they it was a game changer here and now all the big ones are kind of competing with them <laughs> but they won't oh, what's it. the name of the store just vegan vegan Boden in icelandic which literally translates to vegan store oh, okay yeah all right. so I'm gonna, now all I'm gonna... the big ones have vegan stuff everywhere and veganism has just you know it's just become such a staple even for people who aren't vegan people are buying like these substitutes just to kind of limit their meat intake, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, you well, should talk to a um, man named Christopher. He's um, starting a company. Well, he started a company in Iceland that's going to be creating this amazing vegan fish. You ooh. should have him on. Okay. Yeah. Just send me his, send me his um, name on Instagram and we'll, we'll get him on. Yeah, I will. That'd He's be been awesome. Like 14, so like 20 years. Amazing. Wow. Guy. Yeah. An ancient vegan, one of our ancient vegans. Literally, one of our like elders. <laughs> Wes, Wes has got an excellent theory about um, oh, I can't remember about this vegans. One. This is uh, when we spoke to Molly last week. This is uh, a couple of weeks ago. You said it's about people are, have either been vegan for years and years oh, yeah. and years, like 20 years or about five years. Right. There's no one in between. No. <laughs> oh, but we like... don't really know what happened five six seven years ago that suddenly brought it into the mainstream and such a huge amount except the film except the conspiracy conspiracy and a couple of others that yeah that must be it i've actually i i've never watched those films because i always felt at that time being a vegetarian i was like i know i don't need to know but then now even more so i think like i don't want to watch this i'm not the one you need to talk to uh -huh. but no yeah, but I remember everyone, forks over knives, cowspiracy, black fish. Oh, black fish, black fish. Yeah, these three movies, I feel like they just 
completely changed the you know the way people thought about these animals yes so who is your vegan inspiration i have to say my best friend hjartis eithurdottir yeah she's the one who's been vegan for like yeah eight years i think now wow that's incredible yeah she was there when it was all bullshit you know she was there when it was just diet cheeses and awful awful like the original oomph which is fine but like you get sick of the same thing in every meal quite fast mm. so, yeah definitely she's my inspiration she's amazing fantastic Excellent. okay and so she's she's um icelandic as well so she's been through it she's done the hard the hard she, work when there was no mm-hmm. she's been yeah. through it yeah um i guess like worldwide i feel like i don't know many people who are like in the spotlight and are vegan i think billy eilish is vegan yes she is yes right well yeah. um paint her my um role model. <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't know i think it's um it's just my friend at the moment yeah no that's that's, that's amazing perfectly fair yeah does your friend know that I hope she does. Wow. Well, well you'll have, have to get her to listen. Oh, I was yeah. going to say that. Get her to listen to the podcast and then to <laughs> Wink, wink. A, listen to the we'll end. Have, we'll have a sudden spike in listeners in Iceland. Right. That's just <laughs> going to be her replaying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, no, I mean, I will okay. be sharing. Absolutely. I'm very, I'm very happy with this podcast. Oh, <laughs> well, That's the trailer sorted, Wes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, what's your favorite vegan venue or restaurant? What's the what's the vegan scene in Reykjavik? Now it's amazing, to be honest. And we were just discussing it today um, with some of my uh, friends, my Pilaris friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is gonna sound silly," but we were just discussing it today that one of them is vegan as well, and she's like, "I never go out to eat. I just realized that now because I think I'm quite burned from going out to eat." you know years ago and it was just always it was such a letdown and we were just kind of discussing now how things have changed so i think hmm it's it's just it's hard to say what is the best venue in iceland there's so many there's um there there are only a few that are exclusively vegan and i love those they would be uh, mr joy who actually a friend of mine runs and she does an amazing job uh, this is for anyone coming to Iceland, so this is going to be like a shout out, little shout out. <laughs> it's Mama in downtown Reykjavik. They are also have very nourishing kind of like kind of feed the soul kind of food. And then you have the vegan world piece that is everywhere. You guys probably know what that is, or no, no. I've heard of that. Well, it's it like is the um, vegan world piece. Yeah, it's a it's a great name. Um, yeah. it is. Some people have taken issue with it just because it's got this whole funny story that's a little cultish, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> uh, without getting into it, people can Google it if they want to, but I have an amazing experience there and the staff just, they are very kind and they're so, you know, they seem happy and they make amazing vegan, mostly I think like Chinese dishes, but they also have everything from like vegan fish and chips and they have like vegan, all kinds of stuff, like vegan steaks and great, great stuff. Um, so those are the fully vegan places. And there is one opening up very soon too. So, you know, for a country of 300, 
60,000 people and I don't know, 180,000 of them living in Reykjavik, just having four whole vegan places in one little area, that's kind of big because that's every amazing, yeah. restaurant also has vegan dishes. Yeah. So yeah, there are a bunch of restaurants. Like I couldn't tell you which non-vegan restaurant is my favorite because so many of them have great dishes, but are also Brilliant. just and you've got the vegan store and you got the vegan store and then i have my kitchen and we're quite good cooks. <laughs> my kitchen is, is is the best restaurant going yeah it's it's a it's a whole menu. <laughs> do you feel there's any hope for the future in veganism in saving animals saving the planet or anything like that yeah i mean you kind of gotta you kind of have to yes. yeah um, but I actually do, though, especially I think I do lose hope when I go abroad a mm. bit more because I feel like living in Iceland with such a small population, it is quite easy to, you know, it, it's everyone here has access to the Internet, to social media, and everyone, I think 99% is not almost 100% of uh, the population reads so it is quite easy to get the message across. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, most people consider themselves animal friends and a lot of people are concerned about the environment and a bunch of people are also just concerned about their health. And all these things often lead to a more vegan lifestyle. So I think I do have very high hopes for Iceland in general, especially like in the city because it's just become so easy to be more at least vegan friendly. Uh, and then, you know, the more I travel, it does get a bit more difficult sometimes, uh -huh, yeah. I hope, uh, especially in certain, you know, because food is such a huge cultural thing. And there are certain, you know, countries where eating meat uh, is just, it's just such a big part of the culture still. And I mean, it was for us as well, but I guess because... For us, we were basically like, if you if you eat cultural, like actually Icelandic cultural food, it's basically just rotten and sour and bad food because we were way too poor to create anything that we called like Icelandic cuisine. <laughs> but there are definitely still, you know, countries that have like an amazing cuisine and that like a history with food and a lot of that food is going to be animal based. And that's hard, you know, it's, yeah. it's something people fear, feel very strongly about and they do not want to give up and they do not want to change. So, it's, yeah. It's, sometimes it feels like people taking it, take it like you're attacking their heritage because, oh, yeah. and you know, because you're trying to do something different that wasn't done hundreds of years ago, but. Uh, exactly. And uh, even, you know, even if you make substitutes, it is, I don't know if you've heard of the backfire effect. It's something that I think about every single day. It's it's an amazing uh, theory that if you if you push people um, with, uh, like if you, what do you, uh, this is one of those things where I have a hard time explaining it in English, <laughs> even though I heard about okay. it in English. But it's just like, if you, if people feel attacked, they will go into their fight or flight response and it doesn't like yeah. they will their body yes. will do the same thing if it was a physical attack as much as a mental one and very yeah. often you know when you attack something people care about and they do not want to give up for example like eating meat or even you know vaccines whatever it is people they don't realize that they're 
it's their body reacting and not maybe their actual thoughts. Yeah. And I don't sound condescending. I'm just explaining it poorly, but the backfire effect, this is what it's called. So they actually push harder. Like yeah. they will actually be more firm in their original no, idea like, what backfires on you as the one who's trying to change their mind about something. Yeah. So, yes. and I feel like that is kind of what we've been doing so far. And that's why I also try to adapt more of a lead by example mindset and more like a gentle approach towards veganism. And I know there are people out there that, you know, make do an amazing job and they show you all the awful stuff. And that worked for me. That is why I became a vegetarian because we saw what, you know, the awful treatment and, and that is definitely important too. It works for some people. It doesn't work for others. And so we, I think we need to have, you know, there needs to be like, there needs to be a diversity within the fight for veganism because we cannot just push people to the brink. Then we'll just, you know, put their heels down and they'll just move. But you can kind of, you know, gently show them, like, I would rather cook my friends an amazing meal. And then, you know, they know that it's going to be vegan and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I just had no idea this was even possible. And you're like, yeah, you know you want the recipe yeah sure and do you have any advice and that's kind of how it goes and podcasts like these this is like the gentle approach i think so yeah with that in mind i do have hope but i can't get quite pessimistic as well <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a, a certainly for me it's like a day-by-day -day thing like some days i feel far more positive than than other days that you just think oh this is hopeless <laughs> so exactly. and that and those are the times where you actually need to kind of face your values and be like well if if nothing if no one else like if everyone else gave up would i still continue and as long as the answer is yes then you know you're just you're doing you as long as you're doing you and you can face yourself in the mirror that's basically what you know your life needs to be about right that's that's perfect absolutely earlier you said um, you, there was stuff you wanted to ask us or talk or talk about. So yeah, crack on, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to know what was your vegan story. Okay. Okay. Well, mine follows on from Wes's. So Wes, you go first. So my wife is an ancient vegan. She was vegan from uh, an early age, probably about I think she said either ten or eleven. I think she'll she'll correct me later. Um, she was vegan when I met her. Um, I was one of those annoying artists that would use all the stupid comments out i would say all this stupid stuff the stuff we all hear about and then um like we said about four and a half years ago she was watching cowspiracy mm. and I, I walked in the room i came in from work and it was on i was like i ain't watching this crap not interested sat there on my phone and after about 10 minutes my phone had gone away and i was watching it and then by the end, I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Wow. And I literally, I turned to her and I said, just tell me if, if I went vegan, is that like cheaper on the shopping budget? And she went, yeah, pretty much. I was like, okay. And the following morning, I woke up and I went down to the local shop and I got a carton of um, Oatly Barista on her advice from my mm -hmm. coffee. And that was it. I never, I never went back. I've made the odd error. I've made the odd um, accidentally put death milk in my tea, uh, or I've put sprinkled cheese on something, or eating eating a bite of the kids' pizza that had got cheese on it. Silly little errors. But apart from that, I went full cold, full cold turkey, and I would never, ever look back. 
That's an amazing so story. she so she was like, um, I can't believe you've done this. I she was blown away that I changed because I was such a meat eater, such a meat eater. Yeah, um, and I was so blown away that I thought I have got to watch this film. If Wes can watch one film and go from being Mr. Meat to vegan overnight, this has got to be one hell of a film. <laughs> and so, so I watched, my wife and I watched it. Then we watched What the Health. And mm-hmm. we were like, yep, yeah, okay, we're on board, fully on board. Oh and finished off what was in the fridge. And that was it. I mean, that is yeah. that is amazing because that shows, like for me, ha- not having seen those films, it just shows the importance. And that is, I would actually call that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call that a gentle approach because I know they showed some horrible stuff in the films. Mm. That's why I'm not watching them. But, you yeah. know, there are people like, I guess, the three of us that kind of need that. And then there are others who just don't. I want to tell you because now I'm thinking I have only ever, aside from my best friend, I think I've only heard men speak of going cold turkey, like going full vegan in a night. And that is the same case with my boyfriend. He just became vegan overnight and he was actually a hunter. Like he, wow, wow. Yeah, rifle carrying hunter type. Um, but he had, I, I feel bad like telling his story because he's not here. <laughs> but <laughs> that's right. We'll get him I, on another episode. Though. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> an inspiring story because he, had kind of like he comes from a fishing village so all around him animal products always mm-hmm. and then he started hunting himself and he actually worked on a fishing boat as well and all that stuff but for him it was kind of he he had this strong connection to animals but you know he's also a male in a very like kind of you know male dominated society back in the day here in Iceland where meat is just like you eat your meat otherwise you're a sissy all that stuff yeah <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i hope i didn't offend anyone that was me being that's, on the old talking that's how it is pretty that's much everywhere is. isn't it yeah yeah that's just how it is. but he he thought that he wanted to hunt himself because he wanted to be accountable he wanted to be held accountable but i guess he said like then becoming vegan it was like now i understood what that feeling was that accountability feeling and it wasn't that need to shoot the animal myself and see it go and you know it was a it was a trap he felt really bad like he felt all kinds of emotions that he will hopefully be on your podcast to explain later but <laughs> for him he also just became vegan like overnight and he he says the same he's like i can't imagine myself ever turning no. back i just couldn't do it no and like we've 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 had we've, we've had 20 other guests on the on this podcast and you know, they've all come with different stories. That's why we do what we. That's why we do this because everyone's got. We ask the same questions, but everyone's different. Right. Everyone says different things, and it's like. So, uh, we had George Martin from Carnism debunked on, and he's all about activism and stuff. And we talk, We were talking about people don't have time. People say we don't. We haven't got time for activism. So you, you know, just sharing stuff on social media is is enough. And yeah. I will share on social media. We do this podcast as activism because we couldn't something out there. Whereas my wife, who is an ancient vegan, coined phrase that we made up, um, <laughs> she do, she doesn't like doing it because she feels she's pressuring people too much, and that's just her. She she doesn't like doing that, and that's fine. Um, yeah, but 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 now I I'm I'm like it annoys it annoys me for. 
um, on a personal level because of that guilt that I feel for what I what I learned for so long in my life, and now I now I know the truth. I want to I want to get other people on board with that, and just to sit back and not do anything really winds me up for myself. So I have I have to have arguments with people like this. It's not, but I don't have to have arguments with people. I have to have discussion with people. I have to promote discussion to try and get them to realize because I, I was exactly the same. And I've said it on here loads of times. The amount of my friends that will say all those comments to me trying to get a rise out of me, and I'm like, you sound so stupid. You're making, an, you're making a great point because this is something that I also didn't realize, but you know, people who have been in this game for very long, they kind of say, I feel like they say, like your wife, like, you know what, I just, I don't have the energy and I don't feel the need to continue. Like I'm here living my life. And, you know, they were there in the beginning, they yeah. were there 20 years ago with the picket signs, you know, before social media yeah. and all that. And I feel like, yeah, you know, you're right. You should rest because this is, it can be very daunting as we're discussing now, like this, having this hope for the future. And when you don't, it can be very daunting. And, you know, it's, at some point you just gotta you gotta rest and just live your life and i think yeah. that's what people like us like the new ones the ones that are like you know still kind of wet behind the ears we're the ones singing the praise of veganism and I, there was actually another podcast i listened to where um they were talking about how once you learn something you have this urge to tell everyone about it and i mean this is kind of the same because you learn how how your life can actually be for us at least i guess better and you just know that there are so many people out there who share similar values to yours that you know are the you are the people you were before and you just want to show them like you know i'm happier now and i know you can be happier too or like i imagine yeah. you can be happier too if you just you know do this or maybe do a little less of that and then you know it's activism it's just very tiring mm. I, I, I got there's a I, I've, I've tried to suppress mentioning my work uh, for a few episodes because I used to talk about it a lot because of the grief I'd get there. But I was speaking to a guy this weekend who he's got a lot of he basically said to me he's got a few like um, stomach problems and he think he said to me I think I might be lactose intolerant I might be gluten intolerant all these sorts of things. Have you got any Have you got any ideas? And I said, Well, we're all lactose intolerant for start. So stop drinking milk. That that could help. Yeah. He said, what about the gluten thing? Would that help? And I said, I can't tell you. I don't know. That, that's a health thing. I'm not sure about But Stop drinking milk for start and see how it goes. He goes, I don't drink that much milk, but I have a lot of my cereal. I went, okay. When do you feel the worst? And he goes, probably mid-morning. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah okay. exactly and you know it's not even about pressuring people to be coming fully vegan but at least yeah. you know, at least Small steps baby steps and often once you kind of get into it like you start looking around and i guess people also just become curious it's also just like be curious you know try things you know try mm -hmm. buying one if you buy two packs of regular milk maybe buy one that's you know coconut based see what happens you know it's yeah. also just you don't have to you don't have to change your life entirely in a minute because that is very hard and it's very scary as well. You know, people think about all the things they're losing. And if you don't, if you haven't experienced all the things you can gain, then it's just going to feel like you're always giving something up. So yeah. you know, that's 
I also agree with like baby steps. That was yes. one thing. Some um, I think it was again. It was George Martin said um, when we when we asked the advice question, what advice would you give to people? And he said, don't try not to um, try not to say, think to yourself, I can't eat that. Think I don't want to eat that. And that change that changes your mindset instead of because if you put if you're saying I can't eat that that's immediately oh god I can't do that I can't do that I can't yeah. do that if you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> exactly I always say like oh I can eat everything I just choose not to exactly that's it perfect you know what's the difference between saying that and like it's not like I go around at night and meeting people eating dogs you know they choose <laughs> not to you know I I don't think they can legally but you know. <laughs> Most people choose not to, even if they are in places where you could, they just choose not to. I'm like, I don't know. It's why is that so hard for you to understand that I just choose not to eat, you know, dairy stuff yeah. or meat? Yeah, that's a great point. Don't eat dogs. That's a great point. Don't eat dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's only it's only really we're just not eating three more animals that most people don't eat. It's just yeah, we don't exactly. eat cows, pigs, and chickens. Yeah, whereas they do whatever that's comes it. from those animals <laughs> we don't need yeah. that need. yeah that's that's the that's the argument yeah. i say to a lot of people when they they do that what do you eat i eat the same as you or just don't eat cowfish cowfish chicken and pig exactly. i just have the rest of it yeah, yeah. And when people are like i love when people go oh i'm not vegan at all i never eat anything vegan and i'm just like well did you have a potato with your salad today or you <laughs> yeah that was yeah funny. there you go <laughs> i i had it i had it I know I mentioned this way back early on, but I had a guy at my work eating an apple and he goes, can you eat this? Is this a vegan apple? Yes. Yes, it's a that. vegan apple. It's a vegan apple. <laughs> I love when, I actually love oh, when dear. people say that. Like, I don't know, uh, a close friend of mine, and this was the cutest thing. She was like, I'm so sorry. I think I only have like, I think almond milk. Is that vegan? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think the yes, almonds. No are almonds were harmed. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, "Oh my god, of course!" But it was it was such a sweet moment. So this is not me talking badly. It's just you know people sometimes panic as well. Yeah, they want to they want to include you, and that is also quite nice. Yes, hundred percent. Okay, it's really hard milking yeah. almonds, though. Yes, is it? I've never tried. <laughs> um, uh, Aldis, thank you so much for joining us today. We've had such a, a great time. It's been a it's been a real laugh, and uh, we've learned a lot. Oh and... well, thank you, and so have I. And awesome. it's very insightful. Yours, I'm very glad that you gave me the space to ask um, your stories because they were it's okay. amazing. What a story! It's okay, um, if you go back to episode one, you'll find our stories in full detail there. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hunch. <laughs> um, all good. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's been it's been a real pleasure. And we'll look forward to seeing you on Black Sands uh, on our TV screens very soon. Thank you for watching. I thank you for your interest. And I hope you like what you see. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? That was a great one. Really enjoyed that. Uh, yes. I think she was a great guest. Great she was. Guest. And yeah, was I felt point. like we we could have chatted for ages. Yes. Just about stuff. Just stuff. Yeah. One of uh, one thing I didn't manage to uh, slide in was the fact that uh, I went to Iceland, but pre-vegan. Yes. So I don't, I didn't get to check out the vegan scene, but that was five years ago this week, actually. Right. And 
as she said, it only really kicked off in the last four years. So I think I probably would have been a bit hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But uh, there we go. No, exactly. But no, it was really good. She was very, um, she was good fun. She was a good laugh. Yes. Yep. And uh, she said she's going to send us the details of her friend who is creating plant based fish. So, um, right. Okay. When she does That'd that, I'll make contact and uh, see if we can get him on as well to tell us all about how he's cool. going to change the world with yeah. plant-based fish. Yeah, and her, and her other half. Sounded like yes, he, might, well, he, yeah. he might be a, a goer. That's yeah. not a goer. That sounds wrong. <laughs> it's not that sort of podcast. It's not, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. I was, trying to, I was trying to do a fun then, but it won't work. <laughs> leave it stop there yeah that's a great one so good so if you've liked if you've if you yeah oh, if you can God. get your words out if i can speak if you've liked what you've heard <laughs> then that sounds rubbish anyway if you want to get involved you can find us on all the usual usual half oh. <laughs> It's usually me. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is going to give me some editing practice. If you have liked what you've heard, you can get in touch with us on any of the usual social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Where else? TikTok. Yeah. And give us a shout or if you want to send us an email, yeah, if you want to send us an email, that'd be amazing as well. Send us an email at howiveganpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to come on, if you want to give us any feedback, it would be amazing.